Hello and welcome to RP Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and Science set science. in the sci-fi world of Braxigandu. We are Fort Science Communicators. <laughs> we love to play D&D. We love to talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that come up in the game. Um, we'll be doing that section, the, the D&D brief, as we call it, in just a minute. However, first, let's very briefly introduce ourselves. We know who we all are. Who are you, Harmony? Who are you here? Um, I uh, use she/her pronouns. I'm a science video journalist, and I really like peas. Peas are great. Oh, wow. okay. Oh, uh, I'm Ali. Uh, I am a science video maker. Uh, I my name is Ali. Uh, I use he/him pronouns, and I really like um those little flowers that grow at the bottom of my garden they're a sort of oh. violet color and i don't know what, what plant they? they're from but they've started flowering it's lovely okay i'll do that it's dark outside where i live so <laughs> yeah they'll I'll, look like I'll have to be another time yeah they'll just look like simon <laughs> you take yeah. a picture and it's just the character from la like just stabbing someone <laughs> um i guess that's oh me. god Simon, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, hello, my name is Simon. I use he, him pronouns. I'm desaturated because I'm in Germany, oh. which is in the 1950s. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm here for Me a work too. trip. And uh, I also think peas are great. I think they're very underrated. I think that parsnips are also very underrated. Parsnip. I don't that like parsnips. In the West Country, they have parsnips. Parsnips, buttered parsnips. Buttered parsnips. Salted butter, right? Salted butter, of course. Can't do that. Make honey glaze your carrots. I agree with that. But yes, I I think vegetable vegetables are great as well. Speaking of Emily Bates, vegetables. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily Bates. I use she/her pronouns. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not a vegetable. Um, I really like <laughs> roasted broccoli. If anyone hasn't roasted their broccoli, Ooh. cannot recommend it enough. Roasted broccoli, bit of salt, bit of lemon juice on top. A bit of balsamic vinegar. Oh yes, yes. Balsamic vinaigrette. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, that's that's it. what do I do? I do science videos making too. Oh, oh right, yes. Yeah. What and, we're doing now and in the show. What we're doing now is the D and D brief, the bit where we talk oh. about science that came up in the game. Now, science that came up in the game. Yeah. Science Emily wanted to talk about. They don't always match. Okay, <laughs> so what we're going to talk about today. It's very relevant to Dungeons and Dragons. Very relevant. And it's the science of luck. And if there actually is any. And because I was, I think it came up in chat one day. If you're not watching. Well, last week we were very unlucky. I will say that. There is relevance. Yeah, I rolled bad. Uh, we really all did. Bad. You did. You were yeah. catastrophically bad the entire time. So this isn't, this isn't about stats and chances. When you say luck, you don't mean like. We're going to talk about lots of different kinds of luck because there were some fun things, but we're also going to do it speedy. So is luck real? Good question. Great. Does anyone know what the gambler's fallacy is? We're going to start there. Gambling is Simon's put his hand up straight away. (laughs) Go on, sir. Simon, what would you like to say? Uh, It's the gambler's fallacy that if you lose money whilst gambling, you have been unlucky. And therefore, if you put more money in at some point in the future, you're going to be lucky. And so you'll make your money back. Yes, kind of. I mean, yes, it is that. But there's a re- the, the simplest way to describe it, and the one that I like best yes, is the no. flipping a flipping a coin, right? Heads or tails, and the idea that once you've uh, if you getting ten heads in a row, obviously is you know highly unlikely. But if you've had nine heads in a row already, what's the what's the probability of the next one being a head? And it kind of 
everyone goes, oh, well, it's so unlikely. It will just it'll never happen. But it's 50-50. Like, it, as long as those nine ones are locked in and have happened, the next one is purely 50-50. That does not mean the probability of 10 in a row is 50 I was going to say, they're yes, independent Alan. events. Exactly. Yes, that's the fact. What does it tell you about the nature of the coin? Because it's coin? that's the, co- the coin. Why did you coin. say that like Tim Curry? The coin. <laughs> Bring I me don't know how else to say the word coin. It is coin. <laughs> Winkling, like a character called coins. coins. <laughs> Hello, coin. look at my coins. <laughs> look at my coins. Uh, anyway, the coin. Yeah. Um, no, but that, it, you know, this, I just wanted to flag the flip side is. It tells you something about the coin if you have reason to believe that it should be a 50-50 split. Anyway, that's a, it's irrelevant. But sure, it it but has anyone seen uh I didn't put this in my notes at all, but the Darren Brown show he did. It was one of his TV specials. Um and he did it was he did like a lot of like horse racing and gambling things basically and said to someone, I've worked out how to win at horse races, I'll always pick the winner, right? Um and as part of that, he showed himself flipping a coin 10 times and getting heads every time and then at the end of the show they went back and they showed the like day of filming it took for him to (laughs) flip the coin 10 times in a row and every time it went tails put it down started again hello we're going to be flipping a coin over 10 times watch and and like but when you see it in the show you're like what and the same thing with the horse racing what they did was they started with like thousands of people that they were like we found out the solution to it put money on this horse here's the money um, gave like everyone like a pound then the people that didn't work for they went sorry there's something wrong with the algorithm knocked them out and it got down to like the final day and they just it was one person left because in the last race she was the only one who'd had the right number but every mm. point they just said oh sorry we got it wrong and with her then they revealed everything and they went do you want to put a bet on where you think it's this one and she was there like freaking out put the bet on and it did win because obviously it fucking did because it's Darren Brown. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's, it's really good. I have spoiled it entirely now if you haven't seen what, it. What but... presumably they didn't <laughs> show you was when they repeated that experiment before and then the lady put the bet on and then it lost. And they were like, well, we've oh, got to do the whole thing again. Exactly. Yeah. Might, the whole you show. don't know. They might have done that as well, if that yeah. makes sense. That, she might not like have it. actually been, right? Anyway. Anyway, so that's so that's and that's but that's kind of gambler's fallacy, right? It's, it's like Simon says, it's the belief that this put more time, money in or this time, yeah. surely. Um, <laughs> and so originally it was just thought that it was just this human brain not properly calculating probabilities, but basically uh, there was a study done, and um, they they uh, set up like a neural network to do it, and the neural network that should be completely like statistical and things mm. still started favoring. Um, favoring the wrong thing basically favoring the fact that it would be tails even though it was still 50 mm. 50 um mm. and basically they think that okay so when you think of the human brain like one of the main things the human brains like to do is find patterns and find like regularities and they think that there's there's something in it um where neurons prefer alternating patterns so it doesn't like the fact oh. that it's like one after the other after the other because that doesn't average out. It's trying to aim for the mean, right? But if it's just one after the other after the other, that's but, taking you away from the mean. So it goes, well, the next one must be the other way. But that yeah. assumes it knows the mean because what Ali said kind of made me think, if I was sensible, I would say, I, I've observed a pattern, this coin goes heads. I think I've observed something about the universe, i.e. this coin is likely to go heads. And therefore that's, you know, that's that's science isn't it i don't yes i don't know if they trained it on it flipping like being but it being 
and then when the it did start time, to yeah. show that it only works when you know for sure that it should be 50 yes. 50 right i think that's that, what it's saying I, so yeah sorry go on. i don't want to go like totally off off keel here okay. but that gets to a really interesting question which is how much um fundamental knowledge about the world is built mm. into our systems at birth so i only know one example which is sort of relevant that basically cool. you can you can train a you can train a baby to be afraid of a flower <laughs> have you been training your baby to be afraid of flowers you're like i really like the one at the end of, the of my garden yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surely you can train a baby to be afraid of anything it's just a lot well this is the point that's that is the exact point so you can train it to be afraid of a flower which isn't scary yeah. but you can also yeah. train it to be afraid of a snake and that's yeah. a lot easier and it retains yeah. that fear yeah, so there is right. something inbuilt within the neural our brain which says snakes more likely to be bad than flower shaped things. So that is a hard coding of the nature of the world. An evolutionary the other, thing, right? The other famous yeah, example right? is language, right? The debate about whether language is hard coded into brains, human brains. Yeah. Oh, um, it just, is. Brains are weird. No one knows anything. They don't know shit. Does anyone know, there's another fallacy to do with gambling. Does anyone know what it is? Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you just said <laughs> fallacy. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Mar- is it the Martingale? It, right? Yes, it is. It's just funny. Oh, okay. um, you say fallacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, if I've been saying like fallacy or something stupid, is it the Martingale? That's another. That's another fallacy. Well, it might or be a betting it, strategy. It might I be another it. way of calling it, but it's, this is called the hot hand fallacy. Oh, <laughs> hot hand fallacy. Now I'm now I'm laughing. Um, so the hot hand fallacy is the idea that when you're on a winning streak people seem to win more and you can be on a losing streak and continue to lose, right? <laughs> and I thought that was stop it. Wait, what do you mean? Stop. So um, there's like, it's, it's again, it's a fallacy. And so when it's a fallacy, it's something you kind of believe in your head. Um, and do, do they, you know, they... I believe that I'm on a streak, which I guess, mm-hmm. so the, the streak isn't real. Yeah. I believe and so it used to be that you would think the gambler's fallacy and the hot hand fallacy can't really go together. Yeah. But they found that they can. And because people who won are more likely to win again in like a betting situation. So this was done on like online betting. And the reason is because you've got the gambler's fallacy, you start making safer bets, even subconsciously, because mm. so it continues your streak because you're more likely to, because you, you've been doing really well. Right. I've won the last mm. nine bets. Mm. Number 10, if I want this to keep going, you your brain goes, well, put it on this one because you have been doing badly, but this one's a much safer bet. Whereas the opposite is also true. So those who lose are more likely to lose again because they're sort of taking higher risks. They're like, well, I've lost so many times. There's no way I lose again. Um, And so it's sort of this like cool thing. So like by believing in the gambler's fallacy, you create your own hot hand fallacy. And the same, like within within your thing. I just- How cool. It's fascinating. And it's how I roll. Because whenever I'm rolling and I'm on like a streak, I'm like- Oh, I don't know if I want to like. I, I suddenly right. I would, like roll when things are going well. <laughs> but equally, when you failed like last time, I kept rolling badly, and I was like, "Surely this time, surely this like time. statistically, it's going yeah, to happen." Yeah. Maybe yeah. this time. <laughs> Let's just do it. Surely I this time. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Independent yeah. events, the little fuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> where's the rest of my notes gone? Oh no, if I've shot everything. Because well, there's also <laughs> there's also luck. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, the D and D noob here, but luck is also a, a re roll right that uh, halflings get oh okay yes. right so there's two well, kinds lucky. of luck in yeah so well you have halfling luck which means if you roll a one you can re-roll it right great really halflings all the way 
then there's then there's the lucky feat which isn't to do with a one that's just you have a number of luck points each day and you can re-roll the dice um a d20 on a like ability check oh ah, okay yeah um talking of rolling dice i wanted to see if like rolling dice could be predicted in any way and like mm. whether there have been any studies and they have so basically they, they did like this high speed filming of dice and they found that a dice thrown with a one on the top this is on d6s so standard standard yes um, yes 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 a, d- a dice thrown with a one on the top is slightly more likely slightly more likely to land on a one than other values for every other type so we should all be rolling our dice with the highest number on top if we want a good result that's what i will okay. be doing for the rest okay. of this evening wait hang on that's rolling it with the highest number on top i don't even know what the one that... you want so if you want it's a six like, hold it six in the position. on top and then put wait how no, do you, i got yeah, a one i got a one on... brilliant how... excellent <laughs> just how you roll it like do you have to start like that and then roll it doesn't. It didn't tell me. But is, is this generalizable I mean, to dice with n like faces? I have literally just they, they rolled three sixes out of four. Article, but they did it all with d sixes. Three, three uh, sixes out of four. Uh, uh, do it one more time. Do it okay, one more time. Ali, you have to start rolling with ones on top of your dice every oh, time. Oh shit! The bed. I've just He's the DM. Stuff. No, he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, sorry. I get what you mean. I did just roll a one on a d20 and got a 19. So that's good. Uh, from a one to a 19. Um, so the initial position of the dice is like the biggest effect on what a dice will roll. Um, air resistance is basically like completely negated. It doesn't uh, matter. Any physicist um, could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> you the, always the, the, ignore air they, resistance. They were going through all the thing, But the friction of the surface that you roll onto is really important. So high friction Ooh. where it can't slide, um, it bounces more, which can yeah. make which makes it more... Um, uh, random uh, random yeah thank you um because it's getting it's more bouncy and so therefore it goes in different places whereas a smooth table it kind of can just fall and then slide onto that number so uh yeah so if you want to so basically you want to put the number you want on the top of your dice and then, then roll it onto a slide it slide it slide 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 die but also interestingly on the um the high speed videos that they did um frequently even with a bounce dice didn't change the face that they landed on like it really? often like it wasn't as frequent as they expected it to be so like it was obviously hitting and just sort of like bobbing a bit more this I is presumably like how... going, but... this is presumably single dice single die because if you're rolling multiple dice then suddenly it's they're all hitting each other and all over, the place. All over the place yeah or... i assume so uh uh <laughs> yeah i like this is there in, any uh, is there any in the, in the paper they wrote i don't know how to use it practically in a casino it's like good <laughs> tilt it over yeah you wouldn't say if you but, did though is there any like uh work on how the different weightings of the different amount of paints like presumably there's more paint in a four sure. than there is in a one I well like any, I, but there must be on a coin you are slightly more likely to to flip tails because the head has the more weight to it like they extru- mm. have extruded more matter the on the tail side whatever the tail is yeah 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 but although like, It'd be, inter- amount, right? it'd be interesting to see if if you if you had a coin flipping machine if you did it for example with coins with queen elizabeth on the back like a 2p coin with queen elizabeth and then ones with king charles to see how much of a difference picture. there was because of the picture being yeah. you know yeah well, complete tangent has anybody been watching the crown they've started making them yes uh, but i haven't I'm no like, i don't watch no spoilers <laughs> okay all right then then this turns diana does <laughs> Say, the queen <laughs> dies in the end. God damn uh, it! <laughs> Stop spoiling me for history, okay? Does anyone watch Diana the Musical? No, but I, it's I the worst it's... thing ever, right? It's so good. It's so. 
thriller in Manila with Camilla. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, it's, the, it's when James Hewitt comes out of the stage on a pommel horse and they all go, James Hewitt. <laughs> it's like, so ridiculous. Brilliant. So good. That's Sorry, top, I did tell you what I was going to talk about. Uh, I'll just do, we'll talk about one more thing. Um, and I want to talk about how we perceive luck. And like, so there's a thing called the optimism bias, um, which I actually did my dissertation on in my final year of uni many, many years ago. And I did have to look it up again to remember what it was. And uh, so the optimism bias is the idea that we think things are going to be better for us than anyone else and now not everyone has it there is the pessimism bias as well you can technically have both kind of like the two fallacies again but it, so the optimism bias is things like um it's things in the middle range right so not very 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 unlikely or very 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 likely it's things that sort of sit maybe like 20 percent chance to 80 percent chance of happening so things like you know getting a bad illness or uh, like cancer or uh, not winning the lottery because that's I mean optimism bias and winning the lottery you're not going to win the lottery everyone soz but um and it can encourage like riskier behaviors because we just don't operate properly because but they oh hang on I completely forgot what I was going to say talk about yourself uh yeah so because you oh, go oh, so your mindset basically influences how you what you perceive the probability distribution function of your life like life events has been yeah i i knew a guy who was doing his research into serotonin at one stage and so mm. what i'm about to say was stuff that he told me six years ago and may not be accurate <laughs> however <laughs> on we go so the, like so one of his ideas um about serotonin was that um basically when you plan into the future you create a sort of a decision tree of like things that could happen right and then you know how things could and if they went badly you do one thing and if they went well you do another thing um and what he said serotonin did or might do is prune the negative ones because it's you if you just go down the negative ones everything becomes so sort of sad and desperate that you kind of paralyze yourself and you don't do anything you don't go down any of the trees so you prune the negative ones so you just believe the optimism ones and that then you end up which could be a sort of Linking I think to why we have that so bias. when so when I did the optimism bias in my time at university, which was some years ago, <laughs> more than six, shall we say, uh, and but that it was like recent research had just come out around it. It had only been like labelled in the like two years before I did it, um, hmm. and so it was sort of this very new, exciting thing. And they were like, "We have no idea if there's any kind of structural or neurological like." physical pathway or anything so that's really cool to hear uh that your friend was doing stuff on it that's hmm. it, it's that's um cool. but the, so the, the one that i really like is they found that it's how people change their uh what they think it's going to be when they hear the actual number so like their perceived idea versus the actual one and then what they re-rate their perceived idea to be so if you're if their initial estimate let me have a look, is yeah lower than the true likelihood so for example um they said they were like 10% likely to get a cancer and then they find out it's actually 25% they barely change their answer so people still say like around 10% even when they hear the actual number whereas if they said they were 20% likely to get robbed and the statistic is actually 10% they change their answer to 5% so people basically just skew their judgment to be like okay i hear it but 
it's this way around and it's but that would fit really well with the serotonin and the tree thing right because you want to prune off the ones that are bad and so you want to continue following the like the happy happy pathway and we yeah it means we want to update our beliefs on positive information rather than negative information and it means we can stay optimistic even even in the face of bad bad things and it makes perfect um, sense if you designed something that thought that bad things were going to happen to it all the time it would be it couldn't do anything it would say the safest yeah. course is to stay still yeah exactly which evolutionary so, you're not going to get selected for and, yeah, and yeah exactly. pessimism, unless you pessimism are very bias, attractive it... <laughs> <laughs> you have to be really attractive if you're sad that's the, really that's the... like word must spread of your attractiveness that's like... <laughs> Helen of Troy, like, we're talking. He... Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in the city. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to hide under this. Rock. Maybe that's why she stayed in the city. She just didn't want to get out of bed. But everyone's there's like, people she's outside. So <laughs> there's a lot of people. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, but uh, but then pessimism bias that you do see it uh, more frequently in people with depression and things like that. You see people who are more likely to change their beliefs on a pessimistic outlook. Um, I'm okay with having an yeah. optimism bias. I'm quite happy. I feel like it's things are good and things are going to be good. And I would general, quite like to say this way, it's a good thing for your mental health, but it yeah. can lead to riskier behaviours. So that's yes. the only thing to be aware of. Only a problem if they tree. don't work out, <laughs> yeah. which they will. So which they yeah. will, because we're all optimistic here, everyone. Um, are we optimistic I, about this campaign? At this exactly. Point? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Are we optimistic? You're trapped in we'll a box. Out of the box. It's no big I am not. But well, John McClaning. Uriel is it's very yes. John McClaning. Yes, Uriel is fully John McClaning. in the ceiling. Yeah. Sounds like a segue to me. On which note, Bates, that was perfect. Uh, let's, let's take a quick break and then we'll see you guys back here. Welcome back to the RPG Geeks. <laughs> Um, this bouncing is for the purposes of showing off our stash, which now Emily is also Look at Oh, look, new, much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it, I told you. <laughs> not on a podcast. Uh, we are, uh, in fact, displaying some lovely T-shirts with some amazing uh, artwork by Calamity Cass, who's what? done all our artwork, and it's all gorgeous. Um, you can buy it at rpgeeks.tmail.com. That's T-E-E-M-I-L-L. Rpgeeks.tmail.com. <laughs> um, so please do that. But no, there is no more time for uh, showing off Simon's chest. Tenebris' area. face is right on my boob. Oh, Tenebris the stretch. Your boob. She is honoured. It's to not be that there. stretched, actually. I think. Oh, Zero yeah. looks fucking does... tonk. If I like, really he does. He looks my so. Own. He looks swole. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Sigma no, male. I'm stopping. I'm not doing that. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. no. Oh. no it's not appropriate. Simon, stop it. Family friendly stream. No, it's not. We can dream. Very much not. I can dream. We are 18 plus on all podcast platforms. Are Dysfunctional we? family friendly. We're, we have to say explicit. <laughs> we swear all the fucking time. Um, Okay, no, no children. Good. Um, right, we are gonna dive into the adventure. Um, but first we are going to introduce um our characters for the adventure. Yes. Um, and I shall go first as usual, because I'm just the one already talking. We love it. Um I'm playing my lovely Tenebris. She's wonderful, she's great, nothing will go wrong with any of her life situation and relationships. Um Tenebris uses she her pronouns, she is a drow uh sorcerer, what's it called? 
mind. It's not something mind sorcerer. What am I? Aberrant. Aberrant mind. I'm an aberrant mind sorcerer, which is really aberrant cool mind. psychic stuff, um, which Tenebris achieves with a colony of uh, microorganisms that just go into other people's brains a lot. So that's probably fine, Simon. Hello, I'm Simon. I play Uriel, who uses he-they pronouns and is mechanically a dwarf monk. In our universe, they are, for video viewers, this character in the middle, they are... Top off! Take okay. your top off! They are a um, cybernetically enhanced human who is transitioning <laughs> from being entirely biological to being entirely mechanical. Uh, and it's so uh, expressive. They're his home kind of <laughs> fell out of the sky and um, his dad, he's kind of dead. Um, so yeah, sad oh. times for old Uriel. Uh, and, but he's, but they're very happy that they are joined by Infinity as played by Emily Bates. Uh, hi, I'm Emily Bates. I play Infinite Skies 6000, otherwise known as Infinity. She's an awesome robot druid terraformer thing. And she looks like this for those of you. I'm not, I'm just to the side. Hang on. And um, this, oh, no, I can't see anything. Then. I can't do screen. it. I did put Simon on the screen. Oh, hello, this is me on the screen. screen. Yeah, it's me. This is what she looks like. Look, look how pretty she is. You're These so are her pretty. screens. They have so stars pretty. on or skyscapes. So I realized sky like clouds is not the same like to scale as loads of stars. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and she's having a lovely time, but she is trapped in a box, courtesy <laughs> of Ali Jennings. Hashtag trapped in a I, box. Hashtag trapped in a box. I had nothing trapped to do with box. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Bane thing all over again. Yes, yes, I oh. am your... I am the, the, the dungeon master for this game, but you may call me... So, where were we? Our intrepid heroes, after having come out of the great crunched station of Martin's Bane, had been searching for clues as to what had happened within that spaceship. They had found strange metallic devices embedded in the heads of the people that they had fought within that cave. And on those metallic devices, a symbol symbol of the great craftsman Daedalus Grain. I say craftsman, of course she is a woman. Craftsman. Daedalus Grain, and you came Crafter. to the slabs, the great floating platforms above Gunker, hanging in the sky off these massive steel horses. Huge activity within them. <laughs> Great steel machines climbing up and down, vertical, horizontal, moving along the gangways and walkways inside these structures. You found yourselves in front of the workshop of Daedalus Grain, completely flat on the front, seemingly no entry. You had an interesting conversation with a door. You did not make friends there. 
was my fault. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what don't, happened. We were doing it was so going rather well, well and then it, it went really badly. So well and the door was like, Shunned by the door, you made your way around the outside searching for different places of ingress and at last you found the ventilation shafts. You found your way in, climbed down stealthily, you had imagined, reached the bottom of these great tubes and took some fire damage, just remember that. And then... The floor fell out from beneath you. And Tenebris and Infinity, you fell into a steel <laughs> cage. But Uriel threw himself to the side and is now <laughs> holding onto the sides didn't, didn't of this ventilation shaft. Of <laughs> over I, this I, hole. We were all doing it. I was the only one that was successful. <laughs> and you realize now from inside, you heard the voice. Now, let's talk to you, my unexpected visitors. And this is where we find ourselves. So, as you hear the clanking and the crashing and the clanging around you of this workshop, the feel of flames and fire as forges are being lit inside, you... Uh, Infinity and Tenebris are shaken against the inside of this box as you suddenly feel it being taken away and moved. You feel yourself being shaken from side to side and then you feel something attach itself to the ceiling and then you feel the box moving and swaying ever so slightly. Meanwhile, Uriel, you held yourself in place with your incredible upper body strength. In this tight ventilation tube, you can see in front of you, one way, a set of fans blowing hot, noxious gas towards you. But at the top of the tunnel, a shaft of light pierces through, perhaps an exit point. So, with our party split, we will start with you, Uriel. What would you like to do? Um, so is the floor still gone from underneath, Uriel? The floor has gone, but your deck save of 22 means that you're pretty safe to move around as you wish. Okay, so can I uh, move past the bit of dropped out floor and make my way towards the... Well, what can I see below me? Is there anything else that I can see through the, the missing bit? Mm. As the box has been moved away, uh, you can see uh, beneath you, about 10 feet down, workshop floor. Um, so it looks like kind of uh, bits of pitted and scarred metal. Um, you can see treads uh, where there's grip put on the floor, um, but nothing else. It seems to be empty. There's some paint markings there, but that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll move along to that shaft of light and see, investigate that. Find see, see what I can see from there. Absolutely. Um, you push your way, grasping the sides, uh, and find this exit point. Um, you see in the sides of the walls handholds. Clearly, this is a service access point. You climb up. Now, above you is a hole, and out of it, you can see the roof of a chamber. Now, before I describe it, tell me, are you 
sitting completely hidden in the hole, looking out of the top, or are you attempting to peer out at the whole workshop? Well, at first, looking up to see if I can see any immediate danger, and then as stealthily as possible, poking up. But like, you know how like when you surface in the water, and you don't want your head first, you're like, yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like 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 Bates is demonstrating. <laughs> Are you really attempting? Sorry, podcast listeners, that was really funny. We just saw Uriel's head appearing at the top of Bates's microphone. Is this you attempting to be stealthy? <laughs> uh, yes, this is Uriel attempting to be stealthy. Excellent. You know what to do, Uriel. Well, now the thing is, I rolled so poorly last time that I know that this is going to go well this time. That is that's mathematics. That's a joke for everyone who's just been listening to the D and D brief. If you weren't there, go back and listen to it. It's great. That's a top joke. Okay, here we go. I, I'm going to rotate my dice so there is a one. Wait, no, I want yeah. the twenty on the top. Don't yeah, you don't, 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 don't on mess it. this yeah. one thing up. The one piece okay, of information from the D and D brief. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here we go. Okay, the twenty is on top. That is a fifth. No, it's more than that. It's a sixteen. Has that got your? Is that? Did you roll a sixteen or is that with a modifier? Sorry, it's a thirteen with a modifier of plus three. Oh, is your stealth as a mere plus three? You. Why does everyone shit talk my stats constantly? <laughs> Literally. You're, you're 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 a very individual monk. That's that's what people don't people don't understand you. Okay, that's the reason. I'm a lord. In a nice character. way. I'm a fluffy yeah. character, not a beardy character. Fluffy. That's those are Warhammer terms. Oh. Uh. You peer out of this vent. You see a high vaulted ceiling, like a steel cathedral, down from which hang these gantries and hawsers and powerful high-beam techy-barrack bright white lights that flood the entire workshop from all angles in piercing, working light. Beneath you, and you look down, you're about 20 feet off the shop floor, um, which you can see is that same metal that you saw out of the uh, bottom of where the trap was sprung. It's littered with parts and tools, and you can see around the shop the shapes of unique-looking mechanodroids, the kind that you would be familiar with from Martin Spain, but modded in such a way as to be perfectly unique. In the center of the workshop, suspended from the roof, a great structure, what looks like an ancient amphitheater, but constructed computer stacks and precision grade electronic components where the stage would be at the at the center of this amphitheater where all the what looks like the seats but are in fact these stacks come down um you see a single small chair with thick cables sneaking out of it that's the workshop. Now, the action taking place in front of you 
is a little stranger. What you see. First, a 10 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot cube. Metal Maybe. cube. Swaying ever so slightly from a, a magnetized holding plate. <clears throat> Being ratcheted up high towards the ceiling. Uh, on top of oh sorry not on top hanging from the bottom of this box by eight metal uh talons oh God. you see a 12 foot high mechanized spider <laughs> with <laughs> no. okay with the like gold it. metallic torso of a robot woman. Oh, oh cool. That's bad. And the last thing you see I feel like you're trying to feed a baby. <laughs> Whizzing around. Here comes the drunken aeroplane. <laughs> through this Pilots space. Drinking. You see a human. Yay! A slight young gnome. Well. With a shock of messy grey hair. You can see from this distance, she's got scarlet leathers. They all seem to be covered in burn marks and bits of solder. And yes. her biological body ends at the waist, where it merges with a helicopterized platform <laughs> that is swaying a little bit. <laughs> and the whole platform is covered in graffiti. Ah. Oh. I That's a lot to, to take in. Be our friend. Oh, and where no. are they all? Where is this happening in relation to this big amphitheater thing? So this, the amphitheater takes up the main section of the room. It's clearly in the kind of the key workspace moment. This uh, box is being winched up to the side of it. So the ceiling is very high above you. You know, hundreds, hundred feet probably a bit more. Oh, okay. And it's being winched up towards that part of it, but it's not within the amphitheater. Okay. Um, can I see where the tube that I'm in, where does that go? Uh, so that this is the exit of the tube that you're in. So you're looking out of the service hatch. And if you look down the tube that you, that you just came down through. Yeah. Um, that goes snakes up the wall uh, and exits about 30 feet up the wall um so that would take you you know almost halfway up the room there is all sorts of stuff hanging from the ceiling right it's not like a big empty space right um okay let me double check something um what is the range on that? Okay. <laughs> Simon? Uh, Simon? 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 Um, Simon? Is there a spot within, say, 30 feet of me 
that I could move to and be hidden by. Risky. Risky. Uh, Bold plays, let's go. Risky. Optimism bias. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of there's lots of stuff to hide behind. Um you can try and move stealthily to that place and not be seen. Um well, as in, like, would it be possible to get? Is would it be possible to, for example, appear on something else that's hanging from the ceiling? Like, I'm, I'm trying to use Misty Step to. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, within sort of thirty feet around you, right? There are these great kind of like platforms that've been built out. Some of them look a bit rickety. Some of them are clearly very powerful and meant to hold strong machinery and there's all sorts right. of places around that you could build it's like a big 3d structure almost like a kind of like a beehive but with all, like an ant's nest of different machinery hanging down right so can i can i possibly try to move to one of those platforms that would be bring me closer to where the um <clears throat> the cube is but also have maybe kind of hidden absolutely so the cube is now roughly 50 feet up in the air and being winched so you could get basically level with it to one side um and this would use your original stealth roll um to go with it okay um, how far so... away would you like to be from the cube and from um the spider <laughs> uh, how far can a spider move um i mean i've got the number 30 feet in front of me i guess about that far like, close enough to see what's going on, but not close enough to be within spitting distance. Perfect. Describe to me how you move to this place almost instantaneously. <laughs> almost yeah. instantaneously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let me just use that one. Um, I'm writing it down for a D&D &D brief, Simon. I'm putting it in big letters. <laughs> Misty Step, Simon, D&D &D brief. Okay, so, I mean, the, the, the spell text is briefly surrounded by silvery mist. I feel like what actually happens is Uriel, you know how like in early 2000s CGI, they hadn't quite got character movement right. And like sometimes characters moved like impossibly quickly. Mm -hmm. I feel like Uriel overcharges <laughs> their, uh, the, the servos in their legs and sort of spider muscles. And it leaves behind a thin shell of where their perspiration was. No! Oh my god! That's your that's your mist. It's a perfectly formed sweat mist. Just for an instant. And obviously, it has to compensate for the massive g-forces. But you know, there there are some there are some stimulants being released into the body and all that kind of stuff. Goes floppy. Uh, Goes very floppy for a moment, like a rag doll in a CG simulation from 2002. And then appears on the other side. A little like bit a sickened. A rag doll that's just been fired out of a gun, basically. Yeah. <laughs> floppy. You land, hidden behind uh, what looks like a Greek cutting blade uh, vertically hanging down from the ceiling. Um, but you're hidden behind it. It's not on. Right, and okay. peering out from the sharp <laughs> edge. Down this is so much worse. <laughs> where, you've, where you've jumped from, uh, you see a slight dent in the metal from where the pressure of your incredible thighs uh, forced you up here. Is there anything else that you'd like to do while you're here? Uh, no, I feel like Uriel would, def would, would want to see, get more data before doing anything. Um, 
Tenebris, Infinity, you are in the box, being lifted. The wall's just solid. Oh yeah, it's a steel box. It's a steel box. Um, Tenebris, do you want to just hold on to my back, just in case? <laughs> I'm, I'm just like gripping Infinity, mm. and and then I will just say, Help, what do we do? Don't shut, don't hurt us. We're sorry for doing crime. We're sorry for doing crime. It wasn't really crime. Well, it was crime. Oh, it's breaking and entering. Well, she didn't let us in. Broke, and then we entered with remember. Oh no, we, we, we really, melted. Did we break? Oh, we, okay, I did. Yes, okay, yes. As you, well, I did the crime, not you. As you're talking, you hear <laughs> come closer to the box. What was that? What was that? Did you say something? Please don't hurt us. We're sorry for crime. Hello. Should I would like to speak to Daedalus Grain, please? You're not that too. It is Shing. What can oh. I do for you? Oh, besides throwing you out of my workshop immediately. Oh well, you're welcome to throw us out, but could we have a conversation? We we need to talk to you. It's very important. Your door's I... very worried about you. The door? Well, the door is simply a system that I created. It's a personality that I made in my own likeness, taking some of my tenderest Wait. and some of my most protective instincts and turning it into a machine, a tool that I use to protect my privacy. And I but suggest... that's so sad. That means you're worried about yourself, but you don't even realise it. Roll... Uh... <laughs> Roll everything. That was incredible. Roll an insight check. Okay, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Grief. Infinity Therapist. 17. 17. You... It's turned around! All the bad... We got rid of all the bad rolls! It wasn't that good a roll, she's just got good insight. <laughs> Do sense a touch of anxiety underneath her voice. You feel like she's on edge. Uh, and what you said to her has struck a chord. There's a moment silence, and then <laughs> and one side of the box falls oh. away. And up from underneath mm. two legs serrated smelling of hot metal and smoke climb their way up over the hole. The metallic torso, golden, of a woman robot looks at you. You see two more legs creep in towards the box, into the box towards you. And, and then to <sighs> Just like... <laughs> on the side of the box, you hear... A small rhythm tapped out with the feet. And behind this golden spider, a small figure, scarlet red top. Um, from this distance, you see a shock of grey hair. And then... 
it. A small woman, a gnome, peers between the space between the legs and the golden torso. Oh, yeah. Hello, I'm Infant Sky 6000, serial number 8691972, 6PMGB1530ML. This is Tenebris. And what are you doing in my workshop when I am very, very busy? We think. I'll sort of look to Tenebris, I'll say. We think that some of your contraptions might be being used by bad people, and we wanted to talk to you and warn you. It's very important. Not us. We're not the bad people. We're, we only we're did good. the people. We only did the breaking and entering because it was really important, and we thought it would help stop the other crime. Just by justifies the means. Crime. Mm. Roll a persuasion check. That can be both of you together, or one of you with advantage. Take it away, Tenebris. Yes, thank you. I think that's that just was. I believe in you, Tenebris. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> You believe in me? I don't have any D4s, so it's not helpful. Roll a D8 and halve it. Advantage? Not. You... Uh, did you? Oh, I see. There's guidance <laughs> believe, involved as well. Me. Oh. The belief. Oh. hand <laughs> on your shoulder. Can you roll a uh -oh. D4 for me? Me? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll use. Where's my nice one? Oh no! I got you this one. A three. Twenty-five. 25. What color are Tenebris's eyes? Wait, I can um, tell you that. Yeah, I was going to say, this is this is canonical. And I'm like, They're oh, hazel. They're like a hazily brown. Yeah. Behind those hazel eyes. Okay, hazel, yeah, sure. You fix this uh, floating woman with your eyes, and you feel a very slight ripple across the... Oh my god, that is exactly what happens. Oh. Uh, listen to me! <laughs> For those on podcast, uh, Simon has put his camera right up next to the t-shirt with uh, <laughs> Tenebris's eyes on. <laughs> it's quite evocative. Yeah, fuck him up, Tenebris! <laughs> That's exactly how I sound. There's yeah. a little Punch and Judy show sort of going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just I'm just going to take the camera off of... I'm just going to put it on Ali. Now no one can see you, Simon. <laughs> okay, right. Right, good. Uh, yes, so... Um, you... Focus, Simon. Lock eyes. Focus. You lock eyes with this young gnomish woman. Um, and you see in her that moment where someone loses themselves for a second in the deep hazel of your eyes. And you can see that she has convinced that you mean no harm but she still has her guard up so well you've you've come here to warn me have you well what would you what would you know about my work anyway we didn't before before we found uh do you have do you have the things oh yes i do i have one did you oh, think goodness before we found these, which were in people's heads. You see uh, uh, her expression change for a second, uh, almost as though emotions running across her face. Both of you roll an insight quick. 
check very quickly. You can see she wavers a little. The, the platform <laughs> natural twenty. Plus five. The platform shudders a moment, and the spider turns ever so slightly to catch the eye of this young gnome. Um, what was uh, okay? 13. Infinity. Uh, Thirteen. So um, Tenebris, you're still stuck trying to. Ex uh, ex exert your powers of influence and persuasion over someone. You don't notice anything apart from this momentary kind of pause. Infinity, you look deep into the how this young gnome is holding herself. And for a second, you take in everything behind her as well. And you see the marks of someone rushing to do something. Someone working flat out to complete something in there. Um... Looking at the shard of metal, you see a flash of guilt, of shame, but also pride, a work, a workwoman's pride. You also see confusion, and then the last thing you catch with a natural 20, you see her eyes flick around the room as though she were looking for anyone else in the chamber. Where, where, where did you find it's, those? It's an amazing bit of kit. We're very impressed. Give it to me. And she... No, no. <laughs> Roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Where is it? Huh? Oh no. Go infinity. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Four. <laughs> it's she grabs it out of your hand with you can even and squirrels it away, puts it on the platform. The metal plates in the platform close around it, and you see binary codes start to on screens on the platform. The spider. Hey. Towards you, and you feel the pressure points of their legs, that spider's legs pushing you back in the steel box. At that point, we'll go to Uriel. You are watching this happen, maybe 20 feet above your head. What are you doing? Player knowledge is not character knowledge. All right. Um, do something stupid. <laughs> the thing is, from Uriel's perspective, yeah, yeah, Uriel, spider's trying to meet us. Yeah, I, I, like, Uriel is preparing the people's elbow right now. Then wants to, like, come sailing down from the, you know, jump from the hiding place and try and tackle the spider. I feel like in that situation, that is just what Uriel would instinctively want to do. Because um, Infinity's in danger and Tenebris is also there. until you see whether the spider's eaten us or not, and then you realize that, like, we're a desiccated house wrapped up in yeah. cobweb. Yeah. But you, did you hear, hear the conversation? Was the other that question. is the key question, yes. I mean, Were you been... listening out? Okay, Sci science chat here. Instead? This is a cathedral made out of steel that's full of machines. Oh. This must be one of the loudest environments conceivable. Yeah. But would you, Daedalus Grain, have invented amazing, like, I acoustics? I don't think they would have cared about acoustics, to be honest. Yeah, They're going to communicate everything in machine code. That's true. Were we you trying to listen? talking when we were in the grates, so it can't be that I assumed loud. that was... I didn't that's in that a, was... 
I mean, in an environment like that, it would be echoey with our noise, so we could probably hear ourselves. But no, the but environment. We heard her. When she talked to us in the box, right? I assumed that was um, over an intercom or something, because we weren't I anywhere near her at that point. Were you trying to listen? Oh, um, oh yeah, he was trying. <laughs> the, the Euro was trying okay. to establish more information. Roll a perception check with disadvantage. Very sure. Fair, very <laughs> uh, okay. I've rolled the same result twice. Uh, my modifier is a yes, and that's an eleven. Okay. Uh, it's very difficult to pick out the thread of the conversation. You hear the words, but you can see the. Basically, you see that this spider figure has not moved. They are set in this stance, opening the box. So they've opened the box and they're looking in, but they haven't immediately attacked. There's been a, a long pause. You can see that there has been a conversation between Daedalus Grain and whoever's in the box, who you assume is Infinity Ian, uh, yeah. Debris. But you are not sure what was said. And then the spider starts moving in the box. Is that right? Yeah, and at this point, this, the spider has slowly started pressing their two sets of legs into the box. Whether you actually see that is another question. I think mm. it is it is clear to you that something has gone down with the speed that Daedalus Green has just moved. You know that. Yeah, I feel like if you see someone snatch something out of there and the big spider lackey starts to press inwards, I feel like you'd interpret that as things have not gone well. Um, so I feel like now, I mean, let me just double check. So I think my jump distance isn't 30 feet no. so i think i i need to spend a key point to get step of the wind and launch myself from the hiding place on try and land on this spider what is what does step of the wind do for you uh step of the wind spend a key point to take disengage your dash action as a bonus action on your turn and your dump, jump distance is doubled what okay so 20 feet yeah you can make that so yeah, people's elbow coming in, your reels. You could wait, hold up. You can make the box, but they are not on the same base. You can make the underside of the box. You can't launch yourself like a missile into the spider. Right, because I'm at the same lateral. You could you could attempt to grab hold of the spider's legs, but you can't, you know, achieve ramming speed. Because oh sure, well, yeah, let's, down. let's do that then. Let's jump and try and pull the spider off. Alright, great. So dangerous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Infinity's in danger. And Tenebris is there. Yes. Roll a <laughs> roll an acrobatics. Check. Uh right, so I'll uh, just mark that I've spent a key point. How do I do that? <laughs> um oh, I need to subtract. Simon, there. We're level eight, you should know by now. <laughs> No, it's the interface that's different. It's um, <laughs> it's D and D Beyond. It's the interface. Oh, oh, the interface. It's just me trying to play It'll the game. It'll be under features, features and traits. Uh, yes, apparently I'm not. Right, so I, I need to roll an acrobatics check. Athletics. So uh, that's a thirteen. Uh, so you were attempting to launch yourself from a floating platform to another floating platform. Attempting. Here we go. <laughs> catch hold of a swinging spider. The person. spider was static. The spider was barely moving. 
but the 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 platform was swinging. So you crouch, tense your legs, aim forward. You do the Usain Bolt point, look, and launch. You have ever so slightly misjudged this. You realise as you fly through the air. Uriel go <laughs> swan dive. <laughs> As you pass the spider, you realize you're approximately four hand widths away. You can't quite reach it. Is there anything you'd like to do as you sail past them? Um, what can I... The thing is, I mean, I could use my radiant attack. Um, but I'm quite... I mean, how much good is that going to do? I don't think I have any. Do we see him? In this moment, you do not. You are in. You are being pressed against the back of the box, and Tenebris, you are looking straight out, so you do not see this. But you might hear it. Are you making a noise? You're almost a stealth attack. Infinity. I'm just trying to work out if there's anything I can do, really. Yeah, I can't actually do Searing Arc Strike. I can't do Burning Hands because it has to be after an attack action. Uh, which is uh, a little weird. Well, I suppose I could do the Radiant Sun... Uh, what's my intention you're just gonna, here? You're just gonna... Just save yourself. <laughs> just, just don't die don't when fall. you land. <laughs> it's a long way down, right? Like, I presume when it's the door fell off... Ah, that's, but I do quite have... A lot. What's 50 feet in like, stories of a house? It's about five. four oh. stories. Uh, I'll, I can, can I use my reaction? Four or five stories, I have, yeah. I have okay, slow that's fall. really high. Okay, I have reaction. Okay. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, yes monk. You do. Very good. Very good, Excellent okay, so monkishness. I'll, I'll, I'll miss and then, I guess, do like a commando roll on the floor. Well, you haven't reached the floor yet. So as you as oh, yeah. you sail past, I'm sort of assuming that you have like, like squirrel flaps. So you sort of go... I beg your pardon? <laughs> It's um, like it's meant to be the like grabbing onto the side of things, right? And like kind of that cool thing they do where they like go. Oh okay. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you go starfish and you find feel yourself slowing <laughs> and you shoot past. Uh, do you see anything as you go? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh. The goggles come down. The flight goggles come down <laughs> automatically, <laughs> deploy, and you are flying. Um, uh, infinity. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with Infinity and Tenebris. You, you, for a second, you hear, Infinity! And then, uh, Tenebris, uh, roll me a perception check. Ah, me? No, no, vanity, please. Oh, that was a natural one. You see nothing. You're still locked eyes with Daedalus Grain. Oh, yes. It's an intense situation. But you do hear, uh, Infinity, you see nothing pressed against the back of the box. Can I just and try and, like, pull this, the spider hands off? Just you know, before when that happens. If someone puts you, you, you do the poof, poof. What do you do? Poof, poof. Shamini, we'll give you... And then you get a pencil and you put it between the... Yeah. Uh, knee him in the groin, head onto the knee. I'll teach. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what does... Tell me what does slow fall do. Sorry, does that mean you take no fall damage at all? Or do you take no, it reduces my fall it. damage by 40. So like still 40, 4-0. Yeah, four you're, zero. You're, you're not going to... We're rolling... 
Oh no, yeah, you're four five, zero. 50 feet, it's, isn't it? So you yeah. take 20 points of damage, but that minus 40. You gain 20 hit points. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> oh, I feel like I could take on an, em- an empire. I had such a rush. I feel so much better. <laughs> Uriel, you hit the deck and roll. And come up holding a nut. Because the squirrel suit deploys nuts. Anyway, so... <laughs> just for the energy. hexagonal nut. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a nut and bolt. Yeah, it's like, it's like a hexagonal <laughs> nut. Yes, exactly. Nut. It's like in my teeth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, above you... Uh, who, who is this? You, oh, you're with him. And uh, the spider releases and falls to the ground. Great. Um, oh. I'm running to the edge of the box. Just hold your horses. I'm like, you're... Um, takes 21 points of full damage. And oh, a spider! Nerd! Ouch! Don't give him anything. So and spiders don't spider. take full damage in real life because of like the viscosity of air at that scale. If you're, the, if you're our spider. size. Boom! Welcome to the world of the Invisid, bitch. Oh, I see what you mean in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. before, we, before we get into any sort of combatory shenanigans infinity tenebris you both have a chance to do something what will you do oh. is she still looking at me is Dedala still in the box it's gone uh she she has broken eye contact and looked down to see oh, where you are has gone oh because that was that's, that's a lot i'm going to run and look over the box and at where uriel is uh, you look out over the box, you see the spider uh, on the ground, legs spread, um, lifting slowly its torso up, and you see Uriel crouched in a combat stance, one nut held between his okay. teeth. Please don't hurt him! Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> Who are you trying to persuade? The Dead spider Daedalus. or well, Daedalus? The room, but Daedalus. Before you roll this, um, let's... Tenebris, what are you doing before you make this roll? Um... Is it very wobbly when Infinity runs all around? Oh, you do start swaying backwards, yeah. Okay, well, I will try not to fall over. Um, uh, oh, makes me feel funny. <laughs> um, and I will just... Oh, I will just... Oh, I will say... Oh, I will say... Uh, oh! <laughs> I'll just say... Uh, <laughs> Yuriel, don't fight with the nice crafts person! I can't, it's a very loud room. (laughs) So you're shouting, Yuriel. Yuriel, don't fight with the nice crafts person! Crafts person, that's what you said. Crafts person. Tenebris, make a performance check to see if you can throw your voice hard enough for Yuriel to hear. Should I roll my persuasion? (gasps) I got a natural 20 for a 25. Absolutely, yes. your voice carries clear as a clarion bell across I'm the also, workshop. I'm trying to tell Yoril not to fight the nice crossbows, but Do I'm you... also trying to let her know, obviously, that I'm telling them not to, you know. Okay. Okay. So, as in, if Yoril stops, yes, yes, yeah. Well, with that with that performance check, you have telegraphed very clearly 
that that you want to de-escalate the situation. Yes. So, Uriel, you have heard don't fight the nice spider person. Was that No, I said crafts person. I I can't really see what's going on, to be fair, so I don't really know what's going on with spider. Infinity, you are hanging over the edge watching the two, the spider and the monk, square off from Mm -hmm. above. Daedalus is is now looking at you, Tenebris. I'm at the back of the box trying not to fall out of the box. At this point, we will go to Uriel's move, the last person before, to see what they do. Oh, God. And what happens next. Um, I mean, well, you you Uriel, Tenebris Uriel, on a natural 20. <laughs> I was going to say, like, normally it's Tenebris, but this is Tenebris on a natural 20, so I feel like... Yeah, it is it's very clear wow. to you what she wants. That's, yeah, it's what I want. It was a performance check, you know. Yeah. Persuasion, it's just... Um... Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like that would be effective. Like that would be yeah, that's certainly yeah. a moment. That's certainly yeah, hesitation, yeah. if nothing else. So I don't yeah, think yeah. you would take okay. an action in that. Okay. I'll take it. Like the dodge action or something like that, just in case the spider doesn't listen. Would, might be what. There's. <laughs> but, I mean, but my point being, it would be hesitation. Like Let hearing that from from Tenebris there being is like stillness suddenly, except for the swaying of this metal box and the thumping of pistons around you. The stillness lasts 10 seconds, 15 seconds. That's our friend. Uh, They're sorry about the breaking and entering too. We all came together to show you the the thing. And seen what it is now? Ah, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, of course, the, yes, the, uh, the sliver you, you found, yes. Daedalus looks down, sees, um, this raw code, compute, like, uh, passing its way across the screens that have revealed themselves on this platform. How can this, this has seen, this has seen use, you. Where, where did you find this? I, I on, think... on Martin's You can not You and... can't hear this, Uriel. Oh, sorry. I, I think it was in... Did I know that shit? Do I know that? Oh, oh, you God. know... Said, uh, she said... You do not said, know where <laughs> these were found. You, you know... It, was it in... We know it's in Martin's Bay, though, right? Yeah. You do know it was in Martin's Bay. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, and you know what you shit. went there to... Yeah. 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 I, I don't exactly know, but there was a god and there were some zombie people. We... We were on Martin's Bane. After it fell down, we went inside and... We were trying to save not, people. Not possible. Not possible. What? Why? No! 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 Tenebris, she needs help. And you see Daedalus going... Up towards uh, what looks like a hanging row of large boxes that could be the size of rooms uh, hanging from the ceilings high up um, uh, uh, on the sort of ceiling of the chamber. Um, And with that, 
as she disappears, you feel some of the tension leech its way out of the situation. The spider stands still taut and ready, but still. What would you all like to do? Is there any obvious way down for me and Tenebris? From yep, you are hanging in the middle of the air. Who's still got my belt? You left your belt. Because <laughs> oh. we tied it on. You don't have one. So what also <laughs> happened was when I flapped through the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So much flap. Bye, belt. Sorry, belt. We're getting you a new belt, a better belt. How many episodes have we gone where we could have bought a second belt? Oh, so many, so many, and we yeah. didn't. And yeah. you know what? I like it this way. <laughs> what um, would you all like to do in she this She got space? inside one of the rooms, basically. She has, she yeah, sorry. So she's yeah. up and she's um, disappeared inside one of these sort of hanging chambers. You, uh, you hurt. No, I'm all right. Are you okay up there? Yes, we're fine. We just don't know how to get down. Is there a button or something? Can I see a large, friendly red button? <laughs> no. Drop box. Don't press the red <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Definitely not the red one. Um, uh, okay, well, um, we'll just stay up here for a little bit, I think. Is there an inter- any kind of command interface that I can reach? Uh, it is. It is apparent that I mean, this is okay. a this is a major workshop. There's lots of stuff around, but there's no obvious control panel. Like, okay, yeah. Um, and you would imagine that can... lots of this is controlled by Daedalus. Maybe we should just maybe we should ju- just wait for wait for the nice craft person to come back. Can I and... very ten? Oh, sorry. And uh, you know, hope that she will talk to us. Yes. As I'll just sit sit my legs over the edge and swing my legs. As oh those my two gosh, are... I'm so scared of my edge. I'm like, <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh my god. As those two are doing that, can I, and I'm imagining this is kind of Crocodile Dundee slash Crisp Rat in um, Jurassic World, like edge closer to the spider? Yes. Yes. Good, you can, good. as yes. you get, you get closer and closer and the golden eyes follow you. But there's no movement. Can I touch one of the spider's legs? It shudders beneath. Which arm are you touching it with? Oh, um, oh the it would be the the metallic arm. Sorry, it's his right arm. You touch it and you feel the cold of the metallic leg underneath it. Well, no, sorry, you don't. What you feel is hot, hot metal. Um, it shudders a little bit, almost like a like a horse. And you feel the the servos crank up and then crank down. It's still still. Can I cast speak with uh, machines? Absolutely. Um, What would you like to say? Hello. Um, We got off to a bad start earlier. My name's Uriel. What is your designation? My designation? Ariadne. Makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Um, what What is your function here, Ariadne? Are you purely security. I serve the craftswoman. 
And do you like the craftswoman? I love the craftswoman. She is the bringer of all light and beauty in this world, my mechanized universe. I think at that point, Yura's going to look up and sort of properly take in the, the the surroundings and just how the yeah this is an entirely cybernetic world that exists within this little confine how how many of you uh, are there here or organics and synthetics is it just the mm. two of you no biologics here only the craftswoman I have many siblings. We work, we build, we are beautiful. You are in a biologically inspired way. We take inspiration from all things. Elegance has no place in single-mindedness. What is the purpose of this facility? We build the finest machines, the finest tools that only the most powerful and richest may earn. And who who would that be? Who who earns the Who earns my service, the service of the craftswoman? Who, who earns who earns the products of the craftswoman? The, the wonders that she creates for others. Who, who who gets them? The face. The face. They get them. And you feel them shiver again underneath your hand. My pen is running out. Uh gets the um okay um would you ever want to leave here and maybe see the rest of the world what what is leave to exceed the parameters that you were designed for uh, in spatial coordinates, but to then explore new areas of the domain. And you can test yourself by applying your characteristics to an unfamiliar world. It's, 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 it's verification data. You speak like a machine but your words are that of the living. You're definitely going to smart at that. Like, I am trying to be more like you. I'm limited by my biological parts. We are all made for our purpose. You find yours. I hope. Infinity and Tenebris. Um, you see the small figure on the flat machine plank of Daedalus Green. 
and now hovering in front of you, holding um, the sliver in her hand. Um, she looks at you, looks at the sliver. I don't know why. You seem trustworthy. I can't explain it. But listen, when you where you found this, did you find anything, anything else, anything we, bigger? We, we think we did, but we went to see the archivist. Oh, God. Uriel might know more. He's he's from Martin's Bane. I I don't remember anything from. What you can't hear this, Uriel. Shush. <laughs> but what? It's, uh, sorry. Keep talking to your spider. Well, Martin's Bane. Well. Martin's Bane. What does you know? I well, I worked on a number of things for Martin's Bane. I I helped them. They're great. They're great projects. <gasps> Surely not. Love to speak to you. Could you take us down to Uriel so we can involve Uriel in this conversation? It, it's his. Yes. Yes. His... Yes. Yes. Very well. Very well. The box lowers, um, and now you're all standing together around this spider. So, so Uriel, is it? Tell me. Tell me. You saw a larger version of this. She holds up the sliver. What? Where? What was it doing? I, I don't remember anything that happened in Martin's Bain. We we went to the archivist and we've got some knowledge as a result of that, but the price was we can't remember what we did in Martin's Bain. This is absurd! It's absurd! Listen, can you tell me anything? What, what even was it in Martin's Bain? Why were you there? We were looking for other survivors from the crash, other members of, of my order. Uh, just to be clear, you know that you you have not forgotten that you went there to save your god, and Sir Harkwell oh, has yeah. told you that you you killed him. Okay, just so you know, um, I I know about them. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you haven't told anyone, of course. Sorry. I didn't tell anyone about the sending. Just you're absolutely right. Um, it doesn't make any sense. What does it do? What does it do? <laughs> This is a, an interesting contract for me with certain... Huh. Hmm. She is... She sort of squints at you, but you can see that she's still sort of messed up in the head a little bit about what's just happened, that she's still trying to compute things. There are highborns who wish for things that I can make. This is one of them, and I had hoped never to see its like again. I rarely sully myself with tools of such potential evil. And yet, I admit freely, perhaps I made a mistake this time. This, she holds up the sliver, This is a kind of neural... It is a mind control device. I, d I don't know how else to say it. You simply place it within the body of uh, anything which doesn't have too much free will of its own. Uh, a simple robot, for example, or a, uh, a corpse. 
biological material that is no longer functioning as it should, and it should give you control of that object. Like, like, it could, like, make, like, zombies. I wouldn't call them zombies, I would simply call them robots repurposed, but if you must, yes, I suppose. Would it do anything to, to, like, a god? God, Tenebris, what are you talking about? Hypothetically speaking, I and she comes very close to you now, and you see the pale golden flecks in her eyes, um, that shock of white hair framing her her head like a cloud of smoke. If by God, you mean a great and powerful being from which one might extract knowledge, I would say maybe? You, did you mean that? I don't know, I'm just repeating what I heard. Oh my god. What did you hear? Tenebris. Okay, I have to... Okay, don't freak out. How much do you actually know? I don't think I know anything. Okay, look. I... Has my memory been wiped fully again? No, no. After our memories got wiped, I, I asked Sahakriel what happened, and then I didn't tell you. Oh. We met Sahakriel? Sahakriel's... You, you... I remember that. <laughs> Do we, I can't remember which bit we forget from. <laughs> we forgot going into the room. The god bit. Oh, okay. From the, that room. Was the room. Well, the thing is, she said... She said... Okay, she said... I said what what happened is she said... You killed my god. We... Who did? We did. I don't know, that's just what she said, okay? That's impossible. They... She... there must be mistaken. There's no way. Can I no. look at Daedalus at this point? Yes. Are you trying to intuit something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, roll an insight check. Like, is she expecting it to be the god to be dead? Uh, it's 24. Hey, guys, putting uh, it on a high number does actually fucking work. That's great. That, that sounds like a certain fallacy. Oh, I Disagree. Know. I, I... You can tell that she... With that that 24, you can tell that she hoped that it wouldn't, but that she expected something like that might happen. And on top of that, that's that's her, her feelings about the device. You get that sense. But also a grim realisation about something else. Oh, I just... What? I just remembered she said we we pulled a drill out of someone's head, out of her head. If I don't know if her is the, the god, and then something about there were also zombie pals. But I think don't I don't she didn't seem happy about having friends who were zombies. So I'm guessing maybe that wasn't a good thing. And something about their heads as well. Oh, maybe no. more drills. No. Did it? Did it look like this? Uh, holographic image. A, a really long, thin, evil-looking oh. drill. God, do people accuse us? Ask the archivist. Oh. It's their fault. 
shut up. This is the problem with dealing with humans. I've said it before. I'm a robot. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly a robot. You're... Yes, you are. You are a robot, but a very old model. Not one that I would expect to be able to compute these kind of applications. <laughs> sorry. Now, everybody, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Shh, shh, I, I've did, I delivered the key drill. I gave the slivers. Somehow this is linked, and I don't know how. Well, you need to tell us what you know so we can help you. Make a persuasion check. Those in nope. Persuasion is a minus, not a plus nine. <laughs> that means no where I am. <laughs> nine. I don't know if you're ready to hear this. I don't know if I'm ready to tell you. Hmm. We have been trying to find out so many things. We are on a really important mission for for a satellite. And we think that Martin's been falling from the sky and the other satellites falling from the sky. It is all part of something that that could happen again and that could be dangerous. And if this maybe has something to do with that, then I think it's it's really important that... that Was the god meant to die? Roll one more persuasion check to Nebris. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's Charisma. Let's go. Let's go. 24. Again, you catch her eye. And you allow... You set her emotions. You use the tiny changes in your face muscles. The warmth. You reach out and touch her arm. And you allow her to trust you. And for a second, you realize the power that you have, Tenebris. And you feel yourself lose control. Roll. Uh oh. Now, you uh -oh. cast Detect Thoughts. What is, what is your DC? We love Detect Thoughts. It is 16. We just want to and... get to know people better. Uh, so, you go straight into the deep thoughts. You fall into her memories. And what you see... You see her, Daedalus Grain, sat on her floating platform, looking up at a holographic image that hangs over this amphitheater. It's dark outside. You feel tiredness. You feel all of these conflicting emotions, excitement, but also fear. And you look up and you see a face. A face of patchwork flesh stitched together of different sized eyes in a body and a torso that 
seem mismatched. The redness of the cheeks from a metabolism that's heating up, overheating, a body that is pulling itself apart. You see bulges under the skin, a bald head. And this holographic figure stares down at Daedalus. You're almost watching from the ice outside now, and you hear this voice, high, querulous. When will it be done? And Daedalus, it, it is coming, it, it's coming, I, I promise. And you will make it. The ones that I serve will not be thwarted. The throne must be ready. But now, not. For a second before the hologram dissipates, you get the sense that that holographic figure was looking at you, Tenebris. You're pulled into another memory. You see yourself, you see Daedalus working frantically, pulling uh, scraps and scars and pieces of metal together. You see a blueprint. You see an amphitheater surrounded by all of these different bits of electronics. In the middle, you see a throne. Um, everything leading towards, you can see that all the electronics and the circuitry are moving towards this one place. You see next to you um, intricate parts, pieces of machinery, things that you've never seen before and you know are different and you're sucked back out staring at her I think I'm going to kind of like take my hand off her arm and just kind of like take a step backwards sorry I'm sorry I I didn't um, we just uh, we, we Uh, what is the throne for? And then we're going to look up at where the chair is, right? Yeah. I'm going to ask you to roll one last charisma check. Sorry, uh, one last persuasion check. And all of you can do whatever you want to 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 add to this, but you can see that Daedalus is on the brink of telling you something. I'll put my hand on Snoop's shoulder. Just a loving, a loving infinity hand. I get the I, sense that infinity believes in me. I feel I like, do believe in you. Can I, like can I try and tweak their mind by, by basically trying to flatter them a bit by saying what an amazing looking construction it is? Oh, oh, you can okay, absolutely yeah. try yeah, and do that. Yeah. Uh, so, so while this is happening, you're going, oh, this is, uh, to, how does that When they say, what's the throne for? I'm being like, it's a be- thing of beauty that you constructed. Hear the throne thing. Uh, no, no, you don't. Oh, no, you do you hear it in the question. I said, what's the throne oh, for? Oh, yes, of course you did. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, were you doing anything, Infinity? I, guidance. <laughs> I guidance, okay. Guidance. I, I will say that uh, as, as, much as Daedalus appreciates being complimented, she isn't <laughs> vain. So okay. it'll be a straight roll plus guidance. 
15. Do you have the guidance? Yeah. Okay. I rolled a four. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Those yeah. modifiers. Yeah! You, you saw him. Them. Whatever that is. I, I didn't mean to, but I, I saw them speaking to you. They wanted you to make Please that tell no one. Tell no one. I... I took the job because it was something I'd never done. It was so perfect. Such a beautiful idea. The technology that they offered that came to me, I could I couldn't refuse. But... Just... I could never see what they wanted it for. I, I, what have they asked you to do? I, I must build this construction. I must leave places. Inside, there are sockets that must be filled, and I, I, I do not do that. And. I cannot tell you anymore. Is this for the face? The face? That's all I ever see is the face. That's all I ever see now. I just want you finished. I just want you done. I'm sure it's not too much to ask. I'm, I'm simply a worker. I do my job. See this? All of this? It's nothing. I give it up in a second. I just want the job to be done. I just deliver it. I, I give it. I give it back. They wanted. I, I make it. I, oh. Maybe we can help you finish it. I want very much for this to be over. Can you help me? Can you find find them? Maybe. Find. What? I fear I will never be free. I fear I will never be free. Did the person who asked you to make the throne also ask you to make the the drill and the slivers? They asked for everything. I've not even left here in four weeks. I live off toenails from some vendors outside. I've done nothing. Except slave on this project. Strange tone. Is this the last thing they've asked you to make? I can't. This, this is it. This is what they wanted. This, they point up at the amphitheatre hanging with this chair hung in the centre. This is what it was to be for them. The drills, that was the start. But this, this great construction, it's, and almost for a second, you can see a kind of hubris, like she is in pain, but she's also proud of what she's built. So powerful, so new, it never attempted. And now in the hands of that thing? How would we find meant her? to do? I can tell you one thing. I never saw them. I saw only the hologram 
Only the instructions they sent me. Everything came to me in, in unmarked crates. I, I was never even allowed to see half of the components. But I did receive the money. And I am not so blind as to know who pays me. I can give you a name. Please. But I do not know what you will do with it. It's... Uh, Maybe you don't need to. Jai Rajaram Rojas. Any chance you could write that down for us? J-A-I hyphen R-A-J-A-R-A-M R-A-J-A-R-O-M Yeah. R-A-M R-A-M, sorry. Rojas R-O-J-A-S Okay, that all that's actually quite fine. Thank you. If you if you do you need anything else from us? I, I don't know how we can help you. I, I'm sorry. I just need you to find this. I need you to find what's happening here and please, please. If you see anything with this mark, she holds up uh, the sliver with the Mercedes Benz symbol on it. Please, destroy it. Of course. Do um, any of us recognize that name at all? Tenebris, you do. Oh, shit. That's my notes. Shit. God. Shit. Okay, I'll look it up. Okay. But we don't, obviously. Um... Uh, you do not know. Look, um, Braxagantu is a, a big place. I mean, where should we even start looking? I know where we can start looking. Okay. We will go back home and we'll make a plan and stable this brain if there is anything anything else we can and do anything at all we will okay please please forget you were here seems to be something you are quite capable of doing you're not any good at giving memories back to machines that might have lost them i sense in you something that is beyond even my skill you us and she looks straight at you infinity there is something odd about you i'll be happy when you're out go go all of you now oh, i have work oh, to do oh, she called me <laughs> old and then she says i was odd. okay um, i broke your great sorry is there a door <laughs> well, are we going, will we find the door again the door oh. is up the stairs oh, the only oh. stairs it's a ladder it's not even stairs climb the ladder okay. up the stairs it's out of the front door say goodbye to the door thank it for being so kind and vigilant on its work and uh Ariadne will see you out come on jump, jump. and then you hear the spider starts you are going and with that if um, 
Is there anything you'd like to do before you are one last, chivvied out? It was like very, very, as we're kind of being married to leave, it's like, if that device has been used on on Minerva, it, are they still alive now? Ask your friend. And out of the door, it shuts behind you. After having been ejected from the workshop of Daedalus Grain, um, you got back into uh, the car, Volvo, which had been Volvo! taking you Volvo! around the city. I'm so glad I thought Volvo might have left. Okay, Volvo. Oh. Uh, Volvo just been around, you know, catching okay. up with old friends. And <laughs> obviously, though it sounds like from inside the car, outside, <laughs> as you swoop your way uh, through the cityscape. This is and... the car's universe, I've just realised. Like... <laughs> Is this like, you know, the Pixar Cars universe? <laughs> but in the future. Or not? But in the far, far future. Just, Volvo just wants to be a school bus. Does so Volvo know the doors? Did we ask Volvo if Volvo knew the, the knew Tom, the doors? Long lost There's no way the cars know the doors. <laughs> That's <laughs> basic science, Charmony. Come on, Charmony. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm just being silly. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Volvo <laughs> tries to be helpful, but clearly thinks the question's a bit ridiculous. But they're trying to be kind, so they don't say anything. They're just like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't actually. <laughs> and uh, through the steam and the mist of Gunker uh, and in and out of the cables, um, you make your way as dawn is slowly breaking through. And dawn in Gunker is a funny one. Essentially, what happens did is... We go to the, uh, did we go to Daedalus at, like... Four in the morning. Oh no, did we? Yeah. Oh no. Oh! <laughs> we forgot that part when we were breaking into the house. I didn't realise it was the middle of the night. When the Oopsie. door was wide about them and they probably needed their sleep and should have been asleep. That is one yeah. dedicated toenail salesman. If they are up at four in the morning, oh, chasing yeah, you that know, it's sale. Like, it's like a little news agent's on the corner, right? Yeah. Like 24 seven and like selling yeah. like, you know, when they've got the stuff that's in that like heated bit and you're like, how long? Have yeah. sat there and yeah. that's, that's that. They were just glad to have like some relatively normal customers. I bet the toenail salesman in the middle of the night. Yeah, it does not get the best. Yeah, it's just Daedalus, yeah. <laughs> that's why no one relatively normal. That... <laughs> Ouch! For this world. <laughs> we're not celebrity craftspeople who are just like coming out yeah. looking like stressing like, heck in the middle of the night in a way that no one will ever believe yes i'm working on a commission for a giant face <laughs> <laughs> on giant face commission crunch 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 anyway i'm talking to my spider around me oh it's lovely isn't it anyway do I talk, 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 <laughs> nightmare snorting fuel. the toenails <laughs> oh god my nose is bleeding so much <laughs> So, and you, you land back at the Hanging Gardens, um, the elegant plush part of the city where the rich and the powerful live. Um, and um, you make your way up the pathway to the beautiful oak door of Saib Vavaki's house. Uh, what are you doing at Saib? So you've come back to... What? Uh, Tenebris, you said you wanted to come back, didn't you? It is. What? What are we looking for? Does, do you think Saib knows Jai Rajaran? Yes. Yes, she does. 
Okay, great. So you There's think you know where we can find them? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Can I... I mean, I could have a little, a little break, a little recharge, and then maybe we could head out. Can I have some level of insight into Tenebris's seeming re reluctance to say anything more? Yeah, roll an insight check. Probably, probably do that too, but she's not going to. Uh, insight. Wow, but how is that my best stat? Yeah. I never use this. Because you have good wisdom, because you're a monk. Oh, it's off the table, doesn't count. It's oh, wisdom based. Damn. Uh, that is a 19. Wisdom and dex. Oh, damn. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, Daniel. Daniel. Damn, Daniel. You look yeah. into Tinnabis's face. Um, and despite yourself, you've realized that over the time that you've spent with her, you've started to understand her a little bit more. And what you see is that she is hiding something, something she's ashamed of. And you can see that uh, she is torn. I can see the skies. Um, is everything all right, Tenebris? You don't seem very happy that we've found out that we know someone who knows the person we're looking for. No, that that is good. Like, they are, <laughs> yeah, Jai Rajaram we can find. Because like pe people know them, you know they're, they are. That is that is great. Are they dangerous? And, well, I would have said like no, don't be silly. Apart from the fact that apparently you know they were involved in making a scary hologram. If they list lots of work to stress her out, so right who knows what they're involved with. It's there. It's their family. And we should go in. They've so. got something to do with whatever happened in Martinsbane that doesn't sound good. No. I I don't know if the if they the equipment that Daedalus made you know, killed anything directly, but it's certainly being used probably by whoever is responsible. There's got to be some misunderstanding. There's no way. It's, it's they <laughs> refuse to believe it. Well, Daedalus expected the god to be dead. Well, well that's that's just not going to happen, is it? It's a god. It's just a powerful machine, Uriel. It's not. It's not. It is defiant. It's something that uh, it, it's difficult. For other people to understand, I know, but it, 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 it's divine. There's no other word for it. We should get some more eggs or something, don't you think? Like eggs, beans. I'd like to try something else. Bacon. I don't think I've ever had bacon. Okay, they they sometimes they'll do mushrooms, but they're not so good, you know. But um, you know, what? Oh, I have had mushrooms. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. Mushrooms. Yeah. mushrooms are great, but they like only have like it's like they only have like one kind of mushroom or like two kind of. Like, you know what we food. haven't done for a while? Drunk. You know when we had alcohol, that was fun. I well, that. Drunk. Then Muriel shot someone. That was bad. But other yeah, than that, I did do that. That was bad, Muriel. Uh, don't be happy about it. I don't drunk, think we should. Drunk is normally like a late in the 
the diurnal cycle kind of activity. Oh, right. Not just when you feel like it. No, I don't it... think we should drink here because things always get a bit funny when... In my know. programming, it says mimosas in the morning. I don't know if you wanted to try. <laughs> hey, let's, let's ask, ask Jeremy. Um, Infinity's just got the absolutely fabulous, like, you know, <laughs> social guy for Brilliant. Uh, Infinity. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get at me! Get at me! Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, you're meeting me. Uh, yes, yes, miss. Uh, I believe so, yes, yes. It's, it's late at night, I believe she's been sleeping, actually. Is it late at night? Well, it, it. Oh, apologies. No, of course. I, I, I rarely see the light of day, you know. Uh, but yeah, she's. Uh, it's been. She came back late, and she's a uh, an early riser. You know that. She'll be just doing her ablutions, I imagine. Yeah, we should. We'll just stay here because that's probably fine, and then we can just chit chat and drink mimosas. So you've <gasps> come now to the Jeremy? kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here you are in the kitchen, and, and Jeremy is preparing uh, a, quite a lavish breakfast, you see. Um, and Morning eggs? Don't, don't be silly. You can... Calm down. <laughs> that is not the time you for eggs. <laughs> you do see a pan that says morning, morning along it. It's got morning written on it, and there are morning eggs frying in it. No. So oh. It seems to scan. <laughs> Um, of course, uh, but it was a little morning refreshment. Uh, we're all tired after a night's exertions. Uh, morning mimosas, was I? Did I hear that? Or... I would love a mimosa, please, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Fabulous. Uh, you have excellent taste, if I may say so. Uh, and then they walk over and they start putting together um, cocktails. What, what's a mimosa? <laughs> mimosa! Uh, dear sir, is this? Uh, and they put down, uh, like... What is a mimosa glass? Is it a kind of... It's a sh is it champagne flute. Yeah. Champagne oh, flute. of course it is. Put down a champagne flute with a little slice of orange in it. And it says orange stretched fresh off the Farange, uh, Farange orangery planets, you know, uh, only the finest. What? Uh, and... What's the difference? Out of universe question. What's the difference oh. between a box fizz and a mimosa? I don't think there is one. There isn't one. Yeah. Oh, what? Two... Both Buck and Mim invented the same drink. I'm gonna check. Buck and Mim. The Mim Fizz. I believe it's a most mimosa, but it's just a box fizz. Uh, you sit down to your drinks and. Yeah. What would you like? <gasps> it's to not true. The only real difference between the two drinks is that mimosa has a lower alcohol content, with two parts so orange juice, one part champagne, whereas the box fizz re reverses. So I would like a box fizz. <laughs> I was going to say, I've only ever heard of a Bucks Fizz before. We always say something Bucks about Fizz, my parents. which, yeah, right? I was going to say, my parents said it, but I thought it was the same thing, but it's not. Jeremy nudges you in the knees. <laughs> of course, of course. And then just starts, uh, it gets you a bigger glass, pours me all in, and then hands it to you. It's basically like a bucket. So middle class. It's just so, like, upper middle servant, upper middle class. Uh, okay. Just the image of Uriel. Monk robes holding a mimosa glass with like, no belt, so uh, doesn't really quite. Yeah, um, Jeremy, do you have any belts? Like, I do need rope belts, I've got I quite like them, or or a uh, belt I've noticed and some rope, about belts and rope. <laughs> I uh, go into the mistress's special room. Oh, I 
don't. What are all these I for? Do, sir. Apologies. Saddle in here. What does she ride? <laughs> she had horses. <laughs> of course, so many yes, whips, they must the be very badly behaved. I wonder if Sean, if, if Tenebris was ever allowed on a swing. <laughs> <laughs> I are you drinking? I assume you're drinking your mimosas as this ah, is in the box fizz. Yeah. Drinking away. Also, a... we may be having a short rest, might you say? Uh, yeah, I, this would definitely count as a short rest, sure. Um, so but I you will be drinking and getting drunk throughout that That's fine. rest. I just want, I just oh, want to get my wild shape back, basically. Not having any. I'm going to take a short rest. And also, you drink, all my hit you points talk. back. I'm going to stir mine and watch the bubbles come out until all the bubbles gone. Milady, would you like some more bubbles? No, thank you. Um, Very well. Oh yeah, my hit points have come back, haven't they? Um, okay. I need so... to spend your hit dice. Yes, I need to mark. The day is dawning throughout Gunker. The whiteness of the mist is increasing. The kind of general uh, neutral density filter, if you like, is becoming less and less and less grey. And now there is soft white light that bathes everything, shining in through the windows of the kitchen onto the table. It's all very tastefully done. So can I can I do the thing that I haven't done for ages and use Druidcraft to get the weather report? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Project onto my screens a weather report. Take it away, Holly. Speaker. <laughs> ah. Uh, you uh, reach up into the sky and down you get to, and you open yourself up and out of your mouth comes the voice of the weather report. The farthest range light decreasing moderate moving north towards Mukinji strong strong temperatures dropping over towards polar regions and down into the southern wastes high winds gale warning dogga dogga bank left five Gunker region <laughs> Mist and oh, fog. Mist. That's just Outer Gunker, high sun. And oh. it continues on in this region. So, the, the shipping forecast was obviously historically for mariners. So, would like a Gunker shipping, sorry, like a, a Braxagantu shipping forecast be for space mariners? Would it for actually sure. be on, like, solar you know, shifting patterns like... in the solar wind? Yeah, yeah nice. That would be awesome and yes 100% is that but obviously you're not picking up this you're picking it up from the satellites yeah, around this yeah. planet but yeah you are you are correct but it, and it would also be like presumably you'd have the regions would be named after the constellations in the sky above those regions well there I is guess. a bar oh so, interesting no yeah, it would probably. be about it would all be in relation to the um to the, whichever the star you were closest to right like and you would be sort of up and no as in the regions on it. the planet so instead of like dogger yeah. you'd oh, be like oh 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 Ursa Major, tending strong, or whatever. Um, but I suppose from a practical use, you'd probably want it to be relative to the ground. I think it would be. I think moves. there would be. A, there's a geopolit. There would be a geo. Um, a geo. Uh, what do you, what do you know? The geopositioning system. There'd be a geo. 
Yes, yeah. because the the original scan of the planet that they would have been done before habitation would have commenced would have set down careful like bearing lines around the surface, and those would be set, and then all the geo sort of terraforming satellites would be f affixed to those points. So that would be the one that they'd use. Those are a hundred percent also going to be like Sykes Pico agreement straight lines that completely ignore anything underneath it, and it's like wildly impractical. But it's the way that we've done things, so we're going to stick yeah, with them. Absolutely. Um, Sorry, so that... what are you all it's doing? Good. So, um... so Tenebris, we are we are agreed that we we have to keep following the keep following the clues and find out what happens and and also help Daedalus, right? What did happen, and how do you know more than us? I. I, I I wanted to ask Sahakwil because we went into the room with her and then we forgot and I thought I thought, well, you know, she'll know. So I said, Hey Sahakwil, what happened in that room? And she said, Well, you she said, wait, I'll tell you. She said, You you only went and killed my god and oh pulled a, a drill out of her head and That sounds like the opposite of killing her. That sounds like trying to save her. I don't know what the Drill was, and also my zombie mates. Some zombie mates, she said, and I didn't want to tell you because you know that wasn't exactly what I was hoping to hear. And I was like, well, you know, maybe it's for the best that we've forgotten things and we shouldn't know these things. Uriel, did you know there was a god on your spaceship? Well, obviously. What do you mean obviously? There's. And he said, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well. That's why I'm down here. I was sent on orders, well, from the order to fulfil. Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I he I'm here does. in. I'm here in service of that god, and things went wrong, and now I've ended up here. And apparently, now something's happened to Minerva, and I wasn't. Minerva is your god, and she lives on your space station. Well. She's forming on the space station. She'll eventually take form and travel out past Martin's Bane and be in the void. Oh, like I did. So not that much then. Well, I mean, like you in certain senses, in that traveling between the stars and being a void craft, but mm -hmm. that's pretty much where the similarities stop. She's just different then, I guess. Well, she's built different. She's, well, a god. Oh. Well, I can't really tell you how. What makes it's... her a god? The, the blueprints that we follow and the nature of what we imbue in her. But it's not... as something you that only... in her? Well, we... <laughs> I don't know all of the information about how she is constructed. Nobody has all of the information. It's scattered between various sacred texts and it's reconstructed in part after what we find out from people who have avoided the mind wipes and it's, it's patchwork. All I know is the mechanical systems, how she's put together. Mind wipes? What the... The workers that construct Minerva and all of the previous void ships 
have their minds wiped so that they can't spread the information outwards. So what my order, and he's twiddling the Allen keys, we're from fragments reconstructing the blueprints. We're working out what makes Minerva Minerva. Right. But I thought that was forbidden. They don't want you to know. Won't you get in trouble for trying to remember? Is it like if you pay extra money each month, you get to find out more? Because if so, it sounds like a pyramid scheme and you should probably get out of it. <laughs> sorry. Muriel, I'm asking you a question. It's not funny. Yes, sorry. This is just a Simon. It's not Euro. We're different people. Um... I know. It's just funny to keep getting staying in character when you lose it. Um... Um, it's something that if we understand it fully, we can become more divine ourselves. So we're trying to understand and gain more data and eventually we can join them. Is there any reason we should have killed her? Well, no. Who are the people who are trying to keep the secret? Who are wiping the memories and Trying to stop knowledge from coming out. Who are they if they are not you? Well, it'll be the people in charge of the shipyard. It'll be the Armada. Armada. So you're going against the Armada? Well, it, it's complicated. It's sort of a symbiotic thing, really. <laughs> well, it's a sort Sounds of sim mechanical thing, actually. <laughs> That's Sim symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yuri, we wouldn't have done anything to her without good reason. I don't think we did anything to her. If anything's happened, it won't be because of us. It's because we must have tried to have stopped something happening to her. If we pulled a drill out of her head, that seems like the exact opposite of trying to kill someone. That sounds well, like trying to save someone. What if they were having dental surgery? Maybe. <laughs> that is an option. She, she doesn't have functioning teeth. Though. Oh, you should do that early on because that seems like a weird <laughs> thing to not have. Oh God, walking around like this. That would be awful. It's a celestial being. It's a god. What do they need teeth for? They don't eat. Wait, are you saying all gods don't have teeth? Because that's a horrifying image. <laughs> writing this down. Gods don't no, have gods, gods don't have teeth! <laughs> Put that on something. a t-shirt. <laughs> Learn something every teeth. day. I'm going to get a picture of Zeus and just take the teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Zeus. It's that picture of, <laughs> well, of, of what is it, Kronos trying to eat his children. <laughs> you know the famous painting, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> he's putting, putting them into a slurry first. <laughs> it's a straw, like got an old Oh God! But listen. He's stuck in a door. Stuck in a door. Uriel. Sorry. Yes. Uriel's gone. Uriel's here. Uriel. Well, apparently my God might be dead. I'm sorry. I'm reacting a little strange. I'm more. They don't have teeth. I think that's terrifying. You should put that in the blueprints. We we don't need to change the. We're getting away from the point. Uriel, look. 
The point is, whatever has happened, Uriel, do you want us to keep trying to find out who has done this? Trying to find out who wanted these these things made uh, and what happened in there and why? Anything that we... If anything has happened to Minerva, we need to avenge it. Avenge? Or... Okay, avenge. What does... We're not avenging that. What do you mean by avenge, exactly? You mean like if someone is doing a crime, we'd be like, haha, caught you red-handed, and then they would, you know, be arrested. That kind of avenge. Well, there's got to be justice. And if... Yes, like with the organized system of justice. Yes, okay, good, good, okay. Justice. Yeah, well... I, I'm sure the mistress, you know, she, she, she can help with justice and things, and, you know, I feel like if, if, what if he's doing it? If Jai Rajaram is, is like, you know, maybe he's doing some crime, maybe they're doing some crime, and like, then she'd probably want to help because, you know, she'd probably use that somehow with the Rohazes. I don't think she was a bad person. I think Daedalus. she just got right. I no, think she's just been employed by bad people. I mean, perfect and wonderful is quite Daedalus a big is, statement. Is beautiful and innocent, and uh, it's only because there was an, a mean hologram that is like being really mean to her and stressing her out, and we have to basically we have to rescue her. Okay. No. Uh, yes, I mean I got a very good read on her. For Uriel. Because of their thing. For Uriel. Of the whole oh yes, of course. Yes. I didn't like her design inspirations, but she was a very fine craftsperson. Well, to be fair, she isn't necessarily the one coming up with the inspiration. She might just be being, you know, asked to make things. I did not like her floating chair. It was not I didn't like that either. And it, it seemed very efficient. One, part of me wondered if we should have helped her finish it and. I do not really think I have the skills to help like a master craft person like oh, no, but Grain me and Uriel might there. have been able to do something and maybe, you know, tweak it a little bit so we had more control on it. We didn't go there to help Daedalus. We went there Why to learn we? <laughs> we went there to learn from Daedalus what the deal was with the slithers. We found that out and now we're closer to finding out what's happened on Martin's vein and why. Yes. And now we have to find Jairajaram Rojas, and that is the next piece of the puzzle. And we will find it just out feels whether... like we're just going in a lot of a lot of places, and is this not what the satellite wanted? I'm just worried about the cult. Oh, do you want to stop and? I thought maybe it's all together. Is it not separate things? I think it might be, but. I don't think we have confirmation that it is yet. We have to go for the shadow to the shadowy place, don't we? Right. Well, let's no look. Maybe just going to Jai is an easy thing, but what if it's all linked? This could be dangerous. I think we knew that the moment you got attacked by a mechanical spider. Oh, the spider was fine. She was just pushing me into the back wall. It was fine. I could have. I could have beaten her very easily. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
Okay, well, where do you want to go next? To, to... We should go find Jai, but you know them, Nebris. Not like personally, we're not like bestie you... mates. They're just everyone, no well, not everyone knows them. They're just kind of, you know, they come from, their family is more well known than them, really. Like, their family? Yeah, like, like the Rojas family is quite like important and like. I think they are like across the whole alliance and like they're involved in like politics and stuff. Oh. That, you know, those kind of people, important people. Do you think we'd be able to talk to them easily? I think we should ask the mistress what to do. Okay. But... Maybe you could go up and see if she's you know around you know you you know her better than than we do maybe you should be the one to go up yes we'll oh, just yeah. stay here and drink can we have another mimosa jeremy i, do, I, I do have a water actually <laughs> of course of course i i, I will have a mimosa this time not a bucks fizz <laughs> absolutely uh, but the amount that i'm, I'm giving down. you uh my lady, it'll be a, a, an absolute train wreck anyway, so don't, don't you worry about it. And it <laughs> hands you a, a, a goblet of bubbling mellows. So, that must make a difference, right? The geometry of the glass must make a difference to how quickly it stops being bubbly. Like, the larger the surface area... Surely. Surely that's the purpose of having the... But is, is it the surface area that you, the fluid is exposed to, or the surface oh, area that? The, 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 of the surface of the fluid? Get... You get those beautiful champagne glasses that are like that. Hmm. But they're surely, and they're fancy. You get more bubbles in those. Do you? Surely, because you, you, you've got a larger surface area for nucleation points. You know. So when you taste it, you've got more. We need to do We're something about this. Gonna have to do this. an experiment. Gonna have to <laughs> all get together, get a selection of glasses. That seems fair. And see so, what bubbles work. We'll do While D &D Infinity and Uriel are discussing how they're going to do this experiment, am I right? D did I understand correctly from that that Tenebris, you are off to find the lady? You make your way up the stairs through the servants' quarters. You see the places where you sat, where you watched. Not so long ago, but it seems like a lifetime. You knock on the simple, elegant door. Come in. I can't hear you. Is this the reception room? Yeah, and you've knocked on the door and come in. Oh, oh. Push it open. You walk in, you see Saib standing, sitting, in fact, in front at her desk, um, working on uh, screens that have been projected in front of her. She seems intent, um, working away. Come. Ah, Tenebris, my dear. With a swipe of the hand, the screens disappear. Sit, sit. Now, what do you have to tell me? Oh, um, just, you know, reporting what's going on and seeing if you can help. Perfect, um, perfect. Uh, we, we, we went to see, um, Daedalus Grain. She's pretty cool. Um, she had a giant spider. And now we have to go and see Jai Roger and Rojas. Well, we don't have to. It's just that 
they were they were paying Daedalus to make something. So we think they might be involved in something. Whatever was happening in Martin's Bane. So we want to, you know, um find out. But I thought maybe you would know you know, if, if Jairaj Ramrohas' name is on the on the, you know, money transfer, what does that mean and how should we you know, I can't do all the politics like you do, so how, how do I how do I find out more? Interesting. She taps her chin with one manicured finger. And this was everything that happened while you were there, was it? Um, well, Daedalus, I don't want her to get in trouble. She, she was she was scared, you know. Uh, maybe you can, maybe you can protect her if, if I tell you, right? If you, if you, I, I will always do everything in my power to help your friends, Cenebris. If you tell me what, the, the, the person, the people who were employing her, it's not. It's not Jai Rajaram, or at least not just him. There was a hologram, and it said it was for it was for the face. The, they they wanted they wanted her to make something for the face, a, a, a throne, and the hologram was not like a person. It was like an image made of lots of different people stuck together, you know? I don't know if that is what they looked like or if they were just hiding what they looked like. Mm. And she was very scared of them. She has made things for them that that people can't find out about it. You have to make sure that whatever happens, that that, that she doesn't get into trouble. Hmm... Saib is gazing at you with black pits for her eyes, huge dark eyes. She leans forward. Let me see. No. Let me see. And she places her palm on your forehead. You feel electrical cables snaking themselves around your head. Do you resist the wisdom save that's coming your way? She's inside your head. She sees the memories. She sees the face. She sees the throne. She sees Daedalus. And she leaves like a mist. Well, well, well. And you see her eyes narrow. This is new. Hmm. So, and she seems to recollect herself. My dear, you wish to find Jai Rajaram, do you? That slippery character? I, I figure, I figure we have to, we have to do something. I don't know if, if, you know, all I can think to do is ask, but you never just ask. You have all sorts of clever things and then people tell you things and then you make them tell you things. It's not just me though, is it, Tenebris, my dear? Oh, well, 
think I should. Yeah, you're right, because it's very important for Uriel and, and for Infinity Satellite and, and for the Daedalus, because we need to save her, basically. Mm. You saw what it was like. She's 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 not very happy, and we have to save her. You always were a clever girl. Of course, you must. Now, I wonder where Daedalus will be tonight? Oh, God. And she flickers again. Oh, sorry. Yes, thank you. I wonder oh, where uh -huh. Jai Rajaram will be tonight. And she flickers again, and the goblin appears in front of you with a little sack of coins. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know where he'll be. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Could we, could we, like, could we come with you to, to the party? Mm. Now, let me see. Tickets to the mask are not easily obtained. But where there's a will, there's a way. Let old Crookshanks see what he can do for you, eh? All three of uh, us, right? Oh, of course, you and your friends, you all come with you, isn't it? Tenebris, my sweet. I always knew you were a special one, eh? And the goblin reaches out, but instead of the kind of gnarled, cracked hand, you feel the soft skin of Sive's hand on yours. My sweet. My only. My darling. Now, you leave all that to me. Scurry along. Do what you have to do. Get some rest. The mask starts 8pm tonight. It's another episode of Simon's Social Anxieties. <laughs> I can't wait. La 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 la. Hurry oh, out of the room and back to the kitchen. And in the kitchen you find Infinity and Uriel. How many... Uh, Mimosas are excellent. I just think they're wonderful. They make, my they... Pro they make my wires go fizzy. But... Why would they program a droid to get drunk? I don't understand. <laughs> Look, watch, watch. I start drawing crafting flowers all around the room. Look how pretty it is, Uriel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so, as this scene draws to a close, um, is there anything that you would all like to do? So, Saib has led you to believe, Tenebris, that she needs time to go and sort whatever she's going to sort. Is there is there anything in general that you would like to do before we move forward to when oh, Cyber turns? If, if we're going to a party, maybe we should have clothes. I've it never will really be, had nice clothes. It will be an extremely fancy party, and it is very important that you have the right kind of clothes and not the wrong kind of clothes. And definitely not the same clothes that you wore to the party last year, okay? I didn't go to the party last year. <laughs> they will know anyway. They will know. Tenebris. You... No, that's the mask. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So I guess maybe you but you couldn't wear the same costume as we were last year. Um so yeah, we will need but you can so the I thing could is just change into an animal. Yeah. Also if you want to be a, wear a pretty dress, you just pretend that the 
being pretty is just part of your character and it's not because you were trying to be pretty it's just like a coincidence that you look really good right now so if i wanted to be like a mouse i could put little ears on and then just wear whatever i wanted everywhere else and be like i'm a mouse judge you because the thing is that that is too transparent and also some people is going to judge you anyway but no you can't do that that is is not i would like to wear a dress do well, no, you I... can't wear a dress, but don't go as a mouse if you're going to wear a dress, because the standards are really high. Like... Right, right, right. So I could w- wear a dress and be a, a human. Yes, be my yes, costume. because you're not a human. Oh my gosh, yes, that's a great costume. It's like it's like uh, uh, subverting the expectations. Or I could is... just be a panther. That's not really the... Okay, sure. I, I don't know how... No, to I want to down. wear a dress. I would like to well, wear a dress. Okay. Do I have to wear a dress? Yes. Yes. You already wear a dress, Uriel. But it's not a dress. That's, it looks oh, like a dress. Actually, at the moment, <laughs> it is a dress. I feel like it's always been a dress. Uh, um, uh, while this has happened, um, Jeremy has gone off and found you a piece of rope. It's actually very lovingly crafted. It's quite colourful as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the merch is out of date, people. We need to get some new... <laughs> it's exactly the same with a multicoloured belt. Infinity in a dress. <laughs> So, is there anything you would all like to do um, before? Okay, I hear shopping. So we'll say that. <laughs> this gets worse all the time. Without shop, okay. we, in this household, you send people to shop for you. Find like, you know, dresses. You shop. As you're all having this discussion, thinking about what you're going to do over the next eight hours, infinity. You have had. A fair few mimosas. Yes. And some box fizzes. And as the conversation turns to different costumes and Uriel puts up a bit of a fight and everybody's trying to convince him and it's going yeah. on and on and you drink more and more. At some point your circuits just cut out and oh. you slip into a dream. You are hanging above the surface of Braxigento. It is virgin. You see no sign of any life. And you feel, you feel excitement. You feel a sense of purpose. You feel a drive, and you also feel a weight of memory inside you, a huge tome of history that you have lived, and you feel like this place is where you've been bound for. And that's where we'll end today. Okay. Oh boy. Oh. Oh God. Love it. Ah. There's a lot to unpack here. Lovely. <laughs> lovely. That was a good episode. It wasn't that a good episode? I feel like that was a good. Episode. Every episode's a good so episode with my friends. Oh, <laughs> oh. with my friends. Every episode okay. is the best episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. I love that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Free spring. <laughs> all in our matching merch, obviously. Oh, yeah. We'll do it again when we've got the merch. When we've all got yeah. matching. We've all got merch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. boy. How. Wow. Talk- merch. Nice. Wow. Any questions? Merch. Guess where you can get it? rpgeeks.tmail.com. That's rpgeeks.tmail.com. Full stop. C O M. Right now. Go. Do it now. Right now. Um, do uh, other uh, exciting things I'm going to tell you about before we before we go. Um, so on for those of you in the UK, particularly for those of you more in the London-ish area, some of us will be going to, be. to Dragon Con on Saturday. Dragon Meat, it's called Dragon oh, meat. Dragon Meat, which is a con. <laughs> on thank you on Saturday the third of December. Um, not long. No, we're in a bit weeks. We're also oh God, I received close. confirmation today running a live show there. We uh, are. I knew. Are we? Good, yes, good, we are. Good, By the way, good. Emily Bates. Yeah. Uh, we are running um, New Jeans, please. At my at running New Jeans, please. Dragon Meat. You're running One New of Jeans, us is. please. I did, we have to you're, discuss. You're running New Jeans, please. <laughs> What's New playing, Jeans, you know? please? It's you hear them in... ask. Uh, New Jeans, please. It's the the game that Sharmini and the rest of us helped uh, came up with, um, but Sharmini Sharmini is the grand creator. It's also uh, Khalil Thurloway from uh, yes. the British Museum. We love him. He's great. Khalil. He helped too. And um, it's our it's our, it's our live show. Yeah, yeah, designed for yeah. a live audience. The audience get to choose various aspects of the story. Uh, help as things go along and roll some of our giant inflatable D6s. The best um, part oh, we're bringing the D6s as well. <laughs> Oh, yes. yeah, we should. I have them? I've got, I've got have them. Two, yeah, oh, I've got God, two. I haven't planned this. Yeah, yeah, we should because we're running the game. We cannot run the game without the inflatables. The inflatables are not. vital. Um, so uh, follow our, our socials, particularly Twitter, for more info on those. Our Twitter yeah. is at rpgeeksdnd. Um, yes, it is. And that's also our <laughs> Instagram handle. Just blew yourself back from the mic. Yeah, Apologies. one. <laughs> Um, our Instagram handle, TikTok handle. We are on YouTube at RP Geeks D and D and podcast. And please leave us some podcast Everywhere. reviews. I don't know how podcasts They're work, but I think reviews out. are important. I don't want to say anything, but yeah. lots of people have been liking and following the podcast recently. Is that it's a thing you can do? Apparently mm. so. I didn't notice. And then the other day, I was like, we didn't have that many people liking and following oh, before. So nice. get in with the crowd, everyone. Yeah. But. Well, no one has left us a written review that I can read on Apple Podcasts. So, or yeah, iTunes. All full of profanities, the ones that we have. You can read. So. I just read I'm not. I'm not very good at reading. So, sometimes I go, ah, ah, pug and I don't quite understand what's happening. And that's yeah. But yeah, if you want to like leave us our first written review, simple. We'll definitely read it read. out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if it's nice, yeah. if you're horrible, I probably won't. I was going to say, I feel That's like it's dangerous to suggest that we'll what read anything. Like, people who don't like us haven't got to the end of this episode. Like, they haven't gone, oh, no, no. Need to listen to Someone's... the end of episode 35. Yeah. Someone's going to be <laughs> hate this. They just throw it. This is terrible. I can't stop yeah. listening. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's just so annoying. Your child's blending <laughs> about science and D&D. Andy's just just written in chat. This podcast is, and then a bunch of stars, and it made fucking me... brilliant. Boy, <laughs> me the idea. The challenge is to write a podcast review that I will read and think, what a lovely podcast review, but it's secretly full of innuendo. 
Yeah. I, I will read it hard. immediately and go, ha. You all know. Yeah, it will. <laughs> we all know. That's, that's, that's lovely. That is perfect. Um, as long yeah. as I don't know, you have won the points. Okay? That's very good. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of subtle innuendo today in today's one. Even I, I noticed some think, of it, actually. And I think I actually did very well. You yeah, did I very did well. All you did well. really well. well. I think I'm growing up, everyone. Yeah, Thanks. we're growing as a team. We're changing, we're growing. Yeah, yeah. I don't the podcast is developing us. hair where there wasn't hair before. <laughs> <laughs> the pitch of the podcast oh. is also just going downwards. <laughs> we can do that. We can slowly lower the pitch. <laughs> and then suddenly up. The long con, oh my God, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let us, let us um, depart Thank you, uh, podcast YouTube listeners. We think you're uh, excellent. Mwah. We shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.